I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, oi! Uh, you just you just coughed up a Champions League semi-final on me. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, mate? I had to talk to you just briefly, just because we did a podcast yesterday. Some claiming it's the greatest Champions League game of all time. What do you think? I mean, you can't really argue with that. <laughs> You're so broken. <laughs> it's, uh, I've never I've never experienced so many highs and lows in in such a short amount of time. It was the worst game of football I've ever sat through. Honestly, I, w- I got through. <sighs> I've got through the first half somehow, and and I was I was considering just not watching it, just going home, because it's like you know we often talk about football means nothing, really. you know when we talked on the podcast there, it's just meaningless. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was in a room with 400 other Spurs fans and I've never seen scenes like that ever. I can't explain. Like, if you have to explain why people watch football and why people love the sport, it's because it gives you something that nothing else in life can. And that's crushing lows as well as it is crazy highs. I, I went... The last four minutes of that game, I've never experienced anything like a, 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 a roller coaster of emotions like it. I can't, I can't, I can't explain it. Mate. Yeah. It was because um, the, like the VAR element of it was like crazy, like because it was that ball. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say it was that. Yeah, you, you can see it. You can see you see his um, forearm like wobble, can't you? Well, there's another angle which the yeah. ref didn't have, and it's his elbow and goes onto um, goes onto his hip, but in a way makes it even better. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe Spurs are through to the semi-finals of the Champions League. Like in, in seven, eight, nine years ago, when we qualified for the Champions League for the first time, it was just a, um, it's just oh we're in it. Finally, we can yeah, call yeah. ourselves a, a part of the elite or a big club. Um, but now uh, it's still huge, but we've got an actual chance of winning the Champions League. We shouldn't even be in this competition. We had one point from three games in the group stages. During the celebrations, like someone's going to break their legs here. This is crazy, uh, mate. I'm, I'm maybe going to Amsterdam. I'm in Amsterdam the weekend after the, the fixture. Yeah. Anyway, you got mate. So you got to go. I might go for a week, 
you know how much I love Amsterdam. Yeah. Imagine you like, won't, won't come back. Well, I don't think I will. I think that'll be the end. Yeah. Okay. And the podcast. Fair enough. No, we've got so we've got a couple of weeks. Let's you know, let's try and go out on our let's make let's make some good ones. Yeah. Hello everybody, welcome back to the One for the Weekend podcast. The best podcast you've never heard of. Flav's back. We get a studio, new studio. There's been a consistency with one for the weekend, the way where we record for a year, two years. Sure. We moved to a new place and we've had three different sets in three weeks. I mean, there's lots going on. This one's slightly morphing back to the old days, isn't it? People don't the like... The black behind. They don't like change. Wish we brought the fur now, don't you think? Yeah, that would be should brought the fur. People don't like change, Jim, is what I'm saying, and you're changing it every week. Speaking of change, thoughts on this? Tea and pineapple. Is that... Is that okay? Not really. Well, it's so fine. feel right. I'm gonna, like, some I'm people gonna, have chocolate and pineapple. Do you know what I think? Often I go... In my head, I think, if I've got having two things, the order of, a, of which I'll have it... I'll have a main and a dessert. So for in this concoction, it, tea is the main <laughs> because I've got no sugar in it. And then the pineapple will be my dessert. Uh, welcome back to the best podcast, uh, best football podcast you've never heard of. Uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of bits this week. Um, some exciting, exciting pictures to show you, Flav. Twofold, one homoerotic, oh, another. Is, is he still going? But also, got an update on the old just checking in sign. I listened yes. to the pod with Rory. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy that you didn't share it with him instead of me. Because that would have been... You've, you've tested our friendship enough over mm. the last few weeks. What um, have I done? Well, you keep fucking celebrating Liverpool goals so, for a start. Still pissed off about that. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm over it. Just yeah. saying. I'm just highlighting what you Do you know what I'll be? Kick off this week. Spurs Man City. I will be cheering I don't want, Spurs I don't goals. Want, I don't want you to. Because it's good for Liverpool. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm going to be cheering Man City goals. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I would, any I would, sense? I will see Tottenham lose this game and say Liverpool don't win the league. That's too much. Uh, reasons to listen. Oh, do you want to talk about Rory first? Yeah, fucking pricks. Them pricks out there. Fucking, he's an 11 year eight year old daughter wishing death on her. Different level of prickdom. I don't care whether you agree with him or not. I don't care. There's millions of people out there who don't un- under- like don't. Um, agree with what Piers Morgan says, right? Get on with it. Just get on with your life, don't watch it. Yeah. And, and he's not even, Piers Morgan says all kinds of terrible stuff. So does Katie Hopkins. Maybe they deserve it a bit more. Rory's talking about football. It means nothing. And because your little fucking feelings are hurt, you have to do shit like Go that. Go that far, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing, yeah. fucking embarrassing. And the one geezer who didn't uh, actually say anything about his kids and his wife, but really read out a prepared statement. Because he was upset because Rory said something horrible about him. Oh, oh. Fuck off. Get a girlfriend. Have sex for fuck's sake. Right, I had to just get that off my chest. Yeah, no, fair enough. I don't agree with what Rory said at all. I don't. But the response was he knows pathetic. Yeah. Well, I agree I, I agree with elements of it in football context, but I think it got way out of hand. And uh, but fortunately, on last kickoff, I, I felt like people started to understand him a little bit better. I mean, so Rory, that's the end is, of that. But now. this is Rory. This is Rory. This is what he does. This is what he, we love him. This we is for that. We love him because he says says stuff in one sense. You go, ooh. <laughs> he's, he's and stuff at comes it. out of his mouth that that he, 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 he's like, did that? Did he just say that? He sort of it, it just blurts out and then it's there. Yeah. And he doesn't back down. You know, like I said, I, me and me and him, uh, Rory, have completely opposite political ideals. Completely opposite. We agree on nothing. 
I disagree with most of the stuff he says on football. I disagree with pretty much everything he says. Mm. But like, as a person, he's a good he's man. A, oh, he's a dream. He's a dream. So just because he says say something you don't agree with, you go mental on the internet. This is a problem. Mm. These people have nothing to worry about. Do you know what I do? I've been shit. impressed with how he dealt with it, though. Like he, like he got to a point where he was like, okay, right, all right. Do you know what someone said? Like, calm, um, probably the greatest calm take of all time was going, but, but, but wishing... Wishing a terminal disease on my 11-week-year-old child is a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, that was a great calm take. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, that is the greatest calm take of all time. Because he should be he should be looking to find these people yeah. and set fire to them. Because that's what. Wow. Well, long time ago. That's the threat. Well, no. I mean, no, but it makes you feel better sometimes. Like if someone I mean, kind, of, swears, if kind you, of ruined all your good work there. Uh, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck, set them on fire. Set them on fire. No, just one of them. Just one. Just as a, as a little lesson. Yeah. Do you yeah, know my, my... I think the authorities will let you off that. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. <laughs> the first one. Get out of here. Get out of here, scamp. Yeah. Um, reasons to listen. Now, this one. I, I think I might, have, I might have sent this to you yesterday, but I just think this is not, not for our benefit, but this is for Ryan Hale's benefit because I just think this is an amazing thing. It's amazing about our podcast and the fact we've got a community. Um, and I just kind of, I wanted to, I, everyone to feel good about it as well. All right, lads, just checking in. Just want to say I've been a long-time viewer since the Los Mondo Gold days. Fuck me. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and I've been loving the One for the Weekend podcast and catch it each and every week. Uh, having been diagnosed with cancer around a year and a half ago, brackets since recovered from, shouts out to the guys at St. Thomas Cancer Centre. Big up. The last this pod has brought me along the way were much needed. Just wanted to say all the best in the future when you set up and channel as a whole. Keep doing what you're doing. When the live show gets sorted, you'll have one viewer ready to attend. Hashtag get it done. Hashtag fuck cancer. Fuck yeah. Reason I wanted to read that out is because this podcast is about you people watching it and the comments that you write because it you know it leads to this whole thing. And so, one, Ryan Hale, my guy. Well done, boy. Um, but yeah, for everyone, this is like, this is what this podcast means to not people. Not about so us at all, is it? No, it's not. I don't know. When the money offers, isn't it? Mm. Take it. Well, you say yourself that when there is no money being no, taken, then the only commodity is the audience. It's you lot. But you know what I mean? It's uh, you know, it's a lovely thing. It's mm. a lovely thing because you don't, you do it, and and we're not doing anything amazing. Literally, we 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 sit here and have the conversation we had in the office for the last three years. It's frightening how average it is. It's nice. It's nice when someone like I had no idea that. It, what, what are other people going through out there? Exactly. So this poor geezer's fucking recovering from cancer, and there's the other pricks on the internet wishing cancer on people. Can we just, yeah. Sorry, let that go now. Yeah, yeah, please do. Right. Um, speaking of money, though, this podcast this week is sponsored by those guys over at One Football. Hello. Woo-hoo. Out, uh, we're done for. Shout out to Gary Library, who um, put up. a little review, didn't he, saying, I got this podcast app, I got this app, yeah. Because of this great podcast, <laughs> so Gary, you're doing everything right. You're doing everything right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everything. And he was like, "I don't know if this helps or not." He doesn't even know if it helps or not. <laughs> he just, he just, does it anyway. He's What's a guy? Every week, Gary. So go check out the One Football app right now. It is a good app. We've spoken about it before in this podcast, and so if you haven't got it yet, then you should do. I actually, uh, I got it. I, I was using it during the the kickoff last week because I was looking at some of the different stats and the game, the Man City game before, yeah. and the games, uh, the stats are really good. They have sort of um, possession in each half as well. Yeah. It's very detailed stats, which I think is quite interesting in football now because Man City, you watch that game, 
and teams just what most teams Man uh, sorry Man City Palace Palace didn't have a go at Man City at all which I understand that tactic but it shows that when you say you've got 70% possession if 30% of it is in their own half and they're just tapping it about yeah. that is a fa- that is a factor that's worth kind of noting within your whole kind of analysis of a football game yeah, and yeah. one football provides that what's why I like possession stats are bollocks mainly but mainly, well, they, oh, that's it. They need to be. I think just going possession is not enough. No. Where where is your possession? Yeah, I think that highlights something what, in itself. So uh, you know what else? A tip for if you do get one football app, if you're not watching a football, if you're not watching a football on an illegal stream, it's great because the scores come up brilliant. Ah. They come up like a ping, ping, ping. If you are watching the football on an illegal stream, not me, they have videos on here as well. Off, turn off the alerts, right? Because they come in way quick. They get, really? as soon as a goal scored, bang, it's on your screen. They're on it. Yeah, really um, so, yeah, so go check it out. Uh, Leicester keen on signing Ajax's latest Champions League star. But who is it? Go to Ajax, football to mate, find out. what a story, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just say, link is in the description. Go click on our link because it makes us look good. And Gary Library, thanks again. Just pipe me off completely there. Well, no, I just need to get that bit done. I'm obliged. Two, I'm obliged. There's two of us having a conversation. There's two, literally two people here. Let's talk Ajax. You went, Ajax, no, yeah. One football down and fucking... Because if I don't do it then, then we'll never do it. Because we're going to get lost. What happens if I walk out? Then it becomes an even better podcast. (laughs) I do it on my own. Um, Let me get the stats for that Ajax game. Ajax. Because this is coming out after... (coughs) So Spurs have played, so we don't know. Yes. Apologies for that. But it's my fault. But I've got a big night tonight and I've got to drive home. But the... um, Yeah, Paul Robinson, isn't it? Yeah, Paul Robinson live show. Hello. Someone's making some dough. Paul Robinson. Well, hopefully. Done a lot of football in Spurs. Yeah, um, yeah Ajax, oh, what a story. Has well, he? Well, he saved some goals, didn't he? Yeah. Um, you, Jot, are you going to talk to him honestly, Paul Robinson? Because yeah, I remember the few conversations we had about Paul Robinson, you don't rate him at all. What are you doing? Throw him under a bus. <laughs> you do not rate him at all. He said he couldn't, he couldn't save anything outside the box. He had a problem. Called him fat. I did not. You called him fat? No, I didn't. You're he said he was doughy, I think was the word. <laughs> he said he was doughy. I didn't. I never said that. Uh, he did have a problem saving balls from range. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, are you going to chat about that tonight? Yeah. Make sure you do. Oh, Make sure you do. Anyone go to the live show tonight? Make sure you let Every me know. Every goal of the season was scored against Paul Robinson. Great goals. It's the only goals you can get past him. What a keeper. Do you know what? Paul Robinson, just quickly, before we get into our acts, uh, I thought he was really hard done by. I've got a lot of... Do you remember the Croatia? I've got a lot what of, is this? What are you doing? And uh, do you know what? There's a load of shirts when we moved out of the studio. I thought, yeah, I'll have the colourful ones. Mm. Chat one on. Chat one. But it's Croatia. <coughs> I know, but I've got nothing against Croatia because we smashed them in the Nations League, didn't we? Yeah, because that matters. The real um, yeah, so do you remember the goal that Robinson... Like the, the air kick? Do you remember it? Yeah, not his fault. Never, not his fault. Of his career was ruined by a bobble. Do you reckon it was ruined? Yeah, he went like that after that. Really? Feel free to tell him that. <laughs> Confidence is Oh, shot. Paul? I'm ask, I'm ask, we're asking him about that, actually. Are you? Yeah. Make sure you do that when you say, <laughs> when you say your career just fell off a cliff. You're fucking killing me here, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, um, what's the biggest mistake you think you ever made? <laughs> I can't remember. All I remember is the big save. Mm, I actually had this. What, what a win. Oh, they're flying. They're flying. And if, when Spurs beat Man City, <coughs> having beaten Man City... We play Ajax in the semis. Yeah. It's on, isn't it? It's on, do, you know for, do you know what the problem is? That that's, you know, that's what's caught out other teams <coughs> in Champions League this year. No one's, no one's given Ajax the respect they deserve. No. That said, I think after these, you know, the last two, Real Madrid and Juventus, people will be like, OK, shit, they're good. It'll be a bit like Monaco. 
You know, Monaco like, just shocked a couple of teams. Yeah. Because they, they, they were exciting and new and had pace and, and f- they were fearless. And then they get to the semi finals and they're like, oh, hang yeah, on, we, we might actually do something here. Yeah. And, you're, and the well, other teams are wary as well. Juve you, you, are an arrogant football club, you know, full of arrogant players. I remember how they talked about Spurs before we played them last year. As it turns out, they were right, they helped us out. But Bonucci was just sort of saying they don't have the character to get through. Well, how much character did they show? Mm-hmm. To, and how much respect did they show to Ajax? Obviously not enough, because they would have won. True. And little Ronaldo, oof, didn't do it, did he? Booked, wasn't he, right at the end of the game? Mm. Embarrassing. That could be his could be his last Champions League. Scumbag, isn't he? He is a scumbag. I think he is, you He's know. Proper scumbag. I think he is. Oh, it's hard not to be, like, you know, being one of the most famous people on the planet. I guess it would turn you into a bit of a scumbag. But, mm. you know, do you know what, do you know what the... Do you know what really makes him a scumbag? The biggest thing? He's got, still got dye on his hair and he's 33. That's it. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. It's the highlights. Yeah. It's like the frosted tips. Like, yeah. what is this? What are, you are we doing? in 2002? You're, thir- you're 33 years old. Yeah. You're a grown man. I can imagine him. You know, that, like when you there were some kids, like one of my mates, Owen, he used to do it. He'd have to, I knew he had to do it as well because it was too specific, the highlights. He'd have to put a, like, a sh- like a swim cap on with holes in it and then it would hook. They would hook out little bits of hair for these little highlights and then just put hair dye on those things. That's what Ronaldo's doing. In his home. Your mate did that. Yeah, like year eight, year nine, like that age. Is that all right? You got away with that, did he? Yeah, somehow. Did Back he? in 2002, but we're in 2019 now, aren't we? Yeah. Should we be doing that? Probably not, Ronaldo. But at home, he's got his little swim cap on. Of course he has. And the guy's getting his house and he's getting... I, do you know, I don't think I don't think Ronaldo has a penis. I reckon it's just smooth down there, <laughs> like, like a, a Kendall. Ken yeah, yeah, it's just like smooth. There's no penis. Look at this. This is what I was talking about with the stats. Pass accuracy in opponents' half: seventy-one percent. Ajax sixty. It's not a massive gap. Sixty-seven percent Juventus. What was the overall percentage? But pass accuracy in own half: eighty-five percent Juventus, seventy-three percent Ajax, which shows. They get, they get the ball they're gambling. forward. They're gambling. They're playing with, with panache, with zest. Yeah, with belief. Exactly. And while less of the chances, less less of the balls were successful, Jim, mm. they were more purposeful. Indeed. Ergo, uh, better way to Ergo play. goals. And they had a goal disallowed. So Chesney played, made some great saves as well. The lit. Oh. I know. Shame he's in the Barcelona. Fit. I want he's him fit. bad. And he's broad yeah. and strong. Mm. You've got a lot of a lot of this going on at the moment, haven't you? What? What are you about? Well, just appreciating the male form. It's 2019. I know. Took the handbrake off. I reckon. Yeah. I'm married. A couple of years in now. Could really let it go. It's going to be one, and you're going to have kids, and then you end up being a gay dad. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's Why? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And I realised. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking from family's perspective. Uh, ten years into marriage, I just realised he just loved it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he kept going to these saunas. <laughs> uh, another reason to listen, can't take, Copite117 says, uh, one for the weekend podcast is toe-to-toe with comments below. Toe-to-toe? Comments below. Oh, the, the Copper 90 one. Oh, don't mention them. Misogynist, isn't Well, I mean, it's, a poet's made some mistakes in his life. He's looking to become a better person now. Um, doesn't, you know, so if anyone who doesn't know, there was a bit of a storm, wasn't there? Yeah, it's still because um, Copper Nine here are making strides with women's football, making a big uh, push to kind of um, highlight the women's game. Mm. 
and they put a promotional video out. Poet was involved in that video, but then there's a hell of a lot of tweets of Poet being quite misogynistic yeah. back in the day, back in 2012. And they, when they, pulled, on. they pulled up a video with a, something, was it like there's a, yeah, yeah, there's a Copper 90 video involving back. like oh, girls, girls stripping yeah. in football kits. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I get it. It's hypocritical. But isn't it like, if they're doing something positive now, I'm not saying forgive them. No, yeah. Is, is, is it a positive thing? Is it a wholesome, helpful thing to crucify them now that they're doing something positive rather than all the time before no one said a bean? Do you know what I think it should be highlighted? Because you can't, you shouldn't be behaving that way. Of course, absolutely, hundred percent. But if no, I'm, I'm a feminist. I've told you this. You said that many I, times. I can't fucking stand the way women are objectified, and <laughs> I, I literally can't. Uh, yeah, and, I agree. And, uh, but previously, I might have said, I definitely yeah, said yeah. shit. God, your tweets be frightening. I don't even, I don't even know. She's quite good on Twitter. Right? Well, no, no. Now this really? shit I said in the past. Yeah, they was like, how do you keep your job? And I was like, well, they know. They just know what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. So it's all right. Um, yeah. I, you know, but there's stuff I've said in the past which is abhorrent about women, probably. I've made jokes with my mates that are misogynistic all the time. But now I've come to a realisation I fucking hate that shit. And I hate yeah. people that do it. And I hate men that do it. Like men that leer over birds and you know, all, all this Me Too stuff really like, hit home for me for some reason. That's good. Um, yeah, it was good. That's and what I'm saying. But... Now I feel like this way. You, you potentially, if I make it known more than this podcast, because no, I mean, no, it's no, very no. small. Yeah, the, the, then they go, "Oh, I remember what you said all this shit." Mm. And I say, "Yeah, you know, right? I apologise for that. I'll delete it, and that should be the end of it. And the coppers should be allowed to carry on doing their women's stuff, because ultimately they're going to generate interest in the women's game, and more people are going to watch it. More sponsors to come benefits everybody. I get the hypocrisy, but there's also this kind of left, lefty kind of." Shock value type self righteousness. It's the faux outrage, equally, isn't it? Yeah, it's equally unhelpful. If you if you're constantly outraged, how can you move forward? Yeah, and, and that's an element. Uh, and uh, you know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like saying, right, make this make make poet aware of this. Make sure that he apologizes. If he doesn't apologize, remove him. And which he um, has done. And he, yeah. Has he yeah, yeah, and the, and the apology is incredibly. Yeah. Feels very genuine, very sincere, and he was saying that, like, you know, takes so total responsibility for it, and suggests that, you know, the the guy that he was at that age—that's the other thing. People grow up and evolve. Well, as one well. of them was 2015, so oh. the others were 2012. All oh, right. Look, don't sack him then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but he look, he apologises for it. Um, um, and I think oh that's, yeah, that's important. Uh, yeah, I just think, like, you know, my one thing is, is that people. What's the motive of someone putting up this Twitter account twi tweets? What do they want? They just want the, they want the read. They want it themselves. Like, yeah. If they didn't mind it, then they would go privately and say, "Look, can you get this guy to apologise for this?" Anyway, whatever. True. More outrage, more fucking shit. Do you know what? There's the game that I, I looked at, especially after the result last night, and I thought about it yesterday. I just thought, if Cardiff beat Brighton, then they're gonna have they're gonna be in a good good space, right? And mm. they've got a big home game, sun shining, you know. It's Easter weekend. Who are they playing? Liverpool. 
<laughs> but I've got a funny. I, you know, I know. You, and you, I, are, I've you, got, are, you are really good. And at I did say I actually get through as well, just to add that to the list. Shit, this there is season. an insane list of things that you've got right. <laughs> so, and it ain't even one of these things that you just you just pluck out and like throw enough shit. Uh, and I, some I, I'm very clear, aren't I? <laughs> you are. Okay, look. You maybe make one statement a week, and they, I would say, ninety percent come in. Yeah. So. So what's your feeling this week, Jim? Sorry, guys. Got a bad feeling. <laughs> I've got a feeling Cardiff. that Cardiff are going to beat Liverpool. <laughs> oh no, I know. They're going to sh- stink out the game. The crowd is going to be so up for it. And speaking as a QPR fan in, who was in a relegation scrub and did beat Liverpool at home. <laughs> after going 2-0 down, 3-2. Oh. Jamie Macchiello. Uh, I, don't, I just got when a funny, that? funny feeling about that. It's the, the Aguero Man, Man City season. It's Massive weird that wins. you're like the most famous part of your history is losing to Not Man City. Not what I said, is it? What? Not what I said. What are you on about? The, the biggest part, of the, the biggest moment in, in QPR's history is that game. winning the League Cup in 1967. No, it's losing. Oh, the League Cup final, 1986. Come on. Losing to Man City is massive. Losing to. Oh. That's the biggest part of your, your entire. It is a little history. bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It says it like, do you know there's a there's a video on there, SB Nation, where it's like these American guys who uh, don't even go to the games. So I don't know why they're spouting out. Better not even make a joke about that. <laughs> it's just in case. Um, <laughs> that is a joke. But they're talking about uh, they're talking about the Man City QPR game. They're talking about Man City for the bulk of it, obviously. But then when they talk about QPR, the vitriol, the like, the condescending tone of like, and they can't even beat QPR. Who are like they're hanging on to even stay in the league? Fuck off! What? Why? What? What's the American accent about? I was just doing a an American but, accent. But Th- these people were American. I, but everybody's condescending about QPR. Well, you certainly are. It's incredibly hypocritical. It's I know. so hypocritical. I know. It's funny though. It's mad. It's a little moment of entertainment. Anyway, I think Cardiff. Yeah. Great win against Brian. Brian, Brian got such a bad run of games. On, on the brink. Up. On the brink. What's um? Who've they got this weekend? They've got. Go Do you think? Not yet. Too late, isn't it? We've got Wolves away this keep weekend. Him. He, look, he, you'll come back up with him. He'll get you back up. I just yeah. I just got. Um, I might be wrong. Liverpool. I mean, you know, look, Liverpool may may lose against them, but Spurs are going to beat City at the weekend. Let's have a quick look at the fiction. What are you thinking? Uh, Man City Spurs. I'm saying. I'm saying Spurs 3-1. Away from home? Yeah. We are flying. Are you? <laughs> Not really. That's, we've got two results against Palace and Huddersfield, but it feels like we're flying. Yeah. Lucas Moura. This finish yeah, is not bad. Bit of a racist. Is he? Yeah, a bit of a misogynist. Oh, no. Bit of a homophobe, Jim. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't like him. Uh, he's... Um, <laughs> That's a shame. He's called... Yeah, he, he like back to... Politician, he's like far right. Oh yeah, extremist. yeah, yeah. Yeah, loads of them did. And Hilario Gomez. He's really nice, isn't he, Gomez? Yeah, they're all really nice until you scratch the surface, isn't they? True. It's like Roy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, this season, uh, let's talk about some um, the nominees for the Premier League signing of the summer. Because I was looking at other stuff that's a bit more evergreen. What is that? It? You said what you're saying. Then we, we said Man City. Like, okay, well, go on then. What, 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 what else you got? What else you got? Oh, Bournemouth, Fulham. Ugh. Don't know. One five nil last week. Who did? Case Brian. You're crap. Fulham. Fulham won as well though. Huddersfield, uh, Watford. Ding dong. Sorry about that. Ding dong. You're so, mate. This is a massive problem in football. 
This is a massive problem in football that everyone is so has got no enthusiasm or time for the other games in in the fixture. You know, and it isn't even. It's not even like our fault. It's not my fault. It's a choice. No, it ain't mate. Because it, there's so much football. There's so much football content. I can't pay attention to all of those little teams as well. I've got to pay attention to my club and the other top four. Okay. So, uh, give me a mark out of 10. Give me, this will be interesting. Give me a mark out of 10. We'll go through the fixtures. Go give me a mark out of 10 of how much you would be excited to watch it. The percentage, so you give me a percentage of the likelihood of me watching it. Okay. Or, or even knowing anything about the result. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one or the other. Pick one. All right. No, um, yeah, watch... Watching the game. No, no. Let's enthusiasm do... for the game. Enthusiasm for the game. All right, all right overall enthusiasm okay. for the Man game. Man City Spurs. That's 100%. Yeah, sure. Bournemouth Fulham. That's 5%. Huddersfield Watford. Oh, 1%. I'm not even involved. I probably will never know. He's a dead rubber, to be I will never know the result of that game. <laughs> <laughs> even if it goes in, it'll just go out the other end. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, West Ham Leicester. Oh, um, 11%. 11%. <laughs> Okay, mm. um, you, you, you've changed your metric. You were saying like five before. Five percent. Oh, five. All oh, right, sorry. Uh, uh, Wolves, Brighton. Oh, relegation scrap. 18. No, it's not relegation scrap, is it? Brighton, don't down. I there. don't care if they go down. I don't. Literally, Brighton mean nothing. They all. They just nothing. Eighteen percent. Newcastle, Southampton. Quite like Wolves. Newcastle, Southampton. Oh, fuck. See, do you know what I mean? This is the worst. This is the worst selection of fixtures that's ever been, mm. apart from... What's worse? What does worse mean? <laughs> it means <laughs> these, ga- these games will be garbage. <laughs> this will be the lowest scoring Premier League fixture, in the Premier League fixture weekend in history. Right. Just, just, On to Sunday. Just nonsense. Everton, Man United? Well, 52%. Why? Because it affects you. No, not just that. It's like so, I love I love him for Solskjaer. Like he, he's garbage, isn't he? Is he? Can't manage the big games, can he, Jim? I'm backing Ollie. I think uh, I think he's the right guy, but you don't just change your squad doesn't change like that, mate. If you, if play you, Barcelona, mate. Listen to me. If if I was told something by Craig Nance upstairs, Nancy boy, and he said if if Man United had lost to West Ham, it would be their worst run of form for 14 years. <laughs> 14 years. Social is a messiah. But you know, that they're in all itself, all drunk the Kool Aid, and they're all. But going that in to itself die. is exactly why he's the right man, because people don't care. They don't care about the results. They care about the long term vision. We'll see. We will see. And I tell you what, I, I, yeah, I did a video on my channel talking about it, and straight away people going, "That's why he was at Mold." And I was like, "What?" Like, you, you get given a job, like in any job, in any walk of life, you won't have done that job until you get given that job, right? So but you, sh- you shouldn't have got that job, is the point. I think he's a good fit. There's one thing faking if, it till you make it. If he gets the right, if he has the right transfer window, and no. if, he gets the, if he has the tools in front of him, then he's got the other aspects that are important. I think, oh, that said, I think he got it tactically horribly wrong. He <laughs> gets Barcelona. Does he have the presence of a manager? He walks in and goes, Yeah, lads. It's Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, super sub. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he walks in there. Do you think Paul Pogba Do looks at him am? and goes, He came on for 20 minutes for these games. Do you think Paul Pogba respects Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer? Do you think he does? Can't take on Paul Pogba. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> Can't take. 
he's not. I'm not sure he's that good. <laughs> I'm not what is sure. That, what is his role? He. What's I was really disappointed with him yesterday, because the, when it goes to two 0 there's there's nothing you can do with that in terms of those goals coming in. That's not Pogba's fault. Mm. But that game for Man United was screaming for someone to go in the centre midfield, like Gerrard would have, like Roy Keane would have, and gone. Okay, right, give it a ball. And I'm just going to like get it and pop it, get it and pop it, and keep the ball for five minutes and calm them down for a second. And he was just giving away silly fouls. He was, when he was on the ball, he was just hanging on to it for far too long. Wasn't sort of driving forward with the ball, which I, I know it's tough with Barcelona and how they kind of press. Well, I don't but know. We managed it. True. But I also feel like, like I'm scared to criticise Paul Pogba now. Because in case people because think you're racist, I think I'm like Graham Sunes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask this question once you finished talking: Is was Sunes right or was he a racist? Right or racist? <laughs> right or racist? Um, Can you be right and racist? I th- I do think, I think there are elements in a, most people, certainly most white people. Hmm. Uh, there's elements of uh, subconscious racism. Yeah. And I think he so. Especially people of that generation, you, even was, more so. Do you reckon he'd, he would? And be I think as he suffered from that. Do you think he's criticising Paul Pogba more so than he would than if he was white? I think he. I think he sees aspects of the way that Paul Pogba carries himself, and he sees, <laughs> and he he turns down he turns down a road of like, oh, that means that means he's lazy and he lacks focus and he doesn't care, mm. which are. Which are racist thoughts, <laughs> but do I think he do I think he means to do that? No, but is he aware enough or woke enough to go? I need to rewire myself here a little bit. Oh, mate, I mean, no. yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You know, and, and what what's his everything's led him to be the man he is. Because yeah. I, I like the, I did a video after the Raheem Sterling thing with Musa Kwonga, who I'm a massive fan of. He's a great writer. He's got a podcast called the Rabona Podcast, which I love, mm. and he. And we were chatting about it, and, and he was like, that's what he was saying. It's about, you have, to, you have to talk to yourself and think about how are you looking at things. And so... Absolutely. So, and, and, uh, but that doesn't mean that... So for me, with Pogba, I should think to myself, go, am I being fair here? Like, am I, am I just going, oh, because he's flash, uh, that means he's lazy or whatever. I don't think he's those things. But I, as, a, as, a, as someone who is a figurehead almost of that team, he's the guy. He's the Gerard. He's the Lampard. Did he step up last night? He but, didn't for me. But that, this is it. He didn't I, get I, on the ball enough. Move, and he, that's his skill. If you leave the racism aside for a second. Not your All right. <laughs> um, Pogba, I think people's expectations of Pogba and what he actually does on the pitch is very different from what kind of player he is. Mm. Like, people think he's a captain material. I think uh, he is, though. Is he? I think, is I think he, he wants he? to be. I think he wants to be. Maybe, but this style in which he plays doesn't lend itself to that, to, to captaincy, to, to me. He's not like a ball winner. He's not... No. He, he's classy. You can be a captain and not be a ball winner. Like, Man United had the ball, right? The back four had the ball a lot. And Ashley Young, as, you know, as someone who's played fullback and has no pace, you are screaming out Ashley for... Young. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You are screaming out. Oh, no, I did that. You're screaming out for a centre midfielder to go, just give it to me. Let me, let me show. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, mm. 
and I'll, t- I'll deal with it. That's what Paul Scholes did. I'm not saying Paul Pogba is exactly like Paul Scholes, but he... He's, inc- he's such a great footballer. He could have done that role and he could have stepped in and gone, right, we need to keep the ball here for 10 minutes. Get ourselves up the field slowly and kind of... and, and, and get a, a foothold in the game. And instead, the moments where I saw him on television, he was losing the ball, he was taking too long with the ball and once he lost it, he, he gave away a few silly fouls in stupid areas as well. Did he get pulled off? <laughs> uh, he... No, he didn't. I don't think. Well, no. there you go. No, because he shouldn't do. Because he's like he's, you know, he's a he's a brilliant player. But I think it's it's I don't think he needs br- to step up. He is one of the leaders in, in that team. He yeah. has to be. Yeah, it has to be. But I don't think I don't think he's a brilliant player. I think he's he's good. And but is he good? Is he good? There's a lot of hype around him, and and he so far in his United career, he's kind of lived off it. Just go back quickly. Your thoughts on Sunus? Right or racist? Um, right, wrong, or racist? It's it's very a big grey area. Too early to tell. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I. Um, Graham on, Graham Sunus on screen is very different to Graham Sunus off screen. Have you met him? I was his runner for a few months, and he was he was lovely and yeah, did a lot for other people as well. Middle class and white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He couldn't be more East type of guy. Yeah, no, um, yeah. He wasn't as kind to Marlon. Look, look. <laughs> there, there is, is that racist? Uh, no, you're making a point about uh, his yeah, potential it's a racism. Joke. Well, you can't. It doesn't matter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a joke. If you said something offensive, it's offensive, isn't it? That's just a joke. Well, you make it worse <laughs> by saying it. Yeah. I, 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 I cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, what, so, look, soon as can be right, and he can be racist at the same time. The point isn't what he's saying, it's why he's come to that situation. What are his experiences that have led him to believe the things he does believe and how can he reevaluate that to become a better person? Pretty much what the other guy said. Bingo. Uh, right, let's move on. Very quickly, doesn't have to take long. Uh, nominations for Premier League signing of the summer are here. Signing of the summer. Signing of the summer. How many summer? of these are we doing? We're doing? We're doing the team of the year, we're doing team of the decade. It's it, we're, we're doing signings the- of the summer. Every podcast has different zones. This zone is called the poll zone. But we haven't finished what we've done previously. What's, 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 what's you want? What do you want? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's coming up afterwards. And then and also player of the year as well. Nah, not player of the year this week. But we just, <laughs> just got bored of it. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll do that in a few weeks when we need a title. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, I just saw this and I've been trying to talk about it on the kickoff for like three weeks. So I'm like, right, let's do it here then. Fine, what? fine, Brian. I've got Solomon Rondon's one of the nominees. If you don't want to talk about it, I'll talk about it with Flav. <laughs> Um, so, I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Fine, fine, fine. Good no, 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 no. It's funny. It's funny if we don't. Team of the decade, left backs. <laughs> Who's your signing in the summer? Then maybe oh, me and you can have a conversation about it. No, you're going to ring up your dad. Later when you get home, you're going to ring him up and go, Dad, who did you bring this in the summer? No. Yes, you will. Why would I do that? And your dad is so lovely. He'll go, I don't know, James. Let's have a chat about mm. it. And I'll put a poll card up. <laughs> yeah, I love it when you do that, James. <laughs> <laughs> right, team of the decade. Oh, oh, quick one as well. I was crying. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking hell. Last last week on the week. He's two, away again. He's a second week off. Two weeks ago, he was Back next week. put up a poll of the most best best right back side. Seamus. Yeah. Seamus <laughs> and the first Coleman. Seamus <laughs> and Coleman. Fucking idiot. Like, you think he's like. His football knowledge can get any lower. He is an actual remedial. <laughs> like, sack him. But let's sack Tanvir. Yeah. I'll tell you what to I do. Like Go on his... No, I love him. I love Tanvir. Nah. But for a laugh, because he won't know, because he definitely won't watch this. Go on his Instagram. It ain't private, is it? He's not made it for private. I don't think so. Or his Twitter. Tanvir Aran. Ariane. Something like that. I Tanvir. don't think I follow him. <laughs> Tanvir And just type... Type in Sack Tanvir. <laughs> no context. Just go Sack Tanvir. Yeah, and see if he watches the whole thing. S- see if he watches it. Yeah, like that. He won't watch it, so he'll just be like confused. He'll know something's up, and then next week he'll go, You guys are fucking dickheads. Yeah. Wow. 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 Right, left back of the decade. We're uh, putting through our. We're going through our team of the decade. And what I've been doing now, which I think is quite clever, is I'm going through the PFA team of the year each year. Mm. Now, this was interesting this week because we're on to centre-backs now. Uh, last week it was left-backs. Uh, who do we have? Baines, Ashley Cole, Danny Rose, Patrice Everett and Marcus Alonso in the running. Marcus Alonso didn't get a single vote. The winner was Ashley Cole, 65%. Yeah, he's the, he's the best left-back. Sure. Definitely. Uh, this, uh, this, so this week, centre-backs, right? This was well interesting. You won't believe this. Guess who had? So one person was has been in the team of the year three times this decade. Can you guess who it is? No, you're looking at the now, so you should probably. Well, I can only read the same one twice. So okay. Yeah. Well, let's go year by year. Oh, Richard yeah. Dunn and Thomas Vermarlin were the first ever um, centre backs of the year. Vermarlin was class back in his day when was he was. He, when was, he was he? Fit. Joey's had a weird career at Barcelona, didn't he? If he's near, he just if went there and just potted about. No, <laughs> he just potted about. Got horrendous five legs, doesn't he? His knees are buggered and his ankles are buggered and. Uh, that's why Arsenal, you, like he didn't play for about three years. Yeah, he he. But back in the day, he was one of the best centre backs in Europe when Arsenal had him, and he was fit. I thought he was excellent. Got in the team of the year. Maybe he was. I don't yeah. really remember. Richard Dunn. Rick, mate, careful. Do not. Richard Dunn is an incredible footballer. Wouldn't make him. Sorry, let me, let me repeat that. <laughs> Richard Dunn was an incredible centre back. Very Sixty percent of people watching this had never heard of Richard Dunn. That's not true. Get comments right now. No I've heard of Richard Dunn. All right. Yeah. I've heard of Richard Dunn. And they, they all will. Because I'll tell you what, this guy, and Man City was incredible. Villa was incredible. QPR, when we won the playoff final. Oh, what, he did well in the championship. Well done, Richard Dunn. Talk did about well. the best centre backs in, in the Premier League era. I mean, in the last 10 years. He was in the team of the year. All right. He was just like, don't a, get your nut on it, merchant. Weren't he? Love the damn goal. 
Could he play uh, football with his feet? Could he actually spray balls back? He, yeah, he, he played, his whole career he played football with his feet. Vidic company with the next year. Then company again. Colaccini in there. Mad thing. Mm. Vertonghen makes it into the, into the team of the year with Ferdinand. Then it was Cahill and uh, Cahill and company mm. again. Actually, sorry, there's two people. Oh, no, no, yeah, there's only one person who's been there three times. Anyway, Terry and Cahill have been it. Alderweireld and Wes Morgan, season that Leicester won it. Cahill and Louise and Otamendi and Vertonghen. Gary Cahill has been in the team of the year three times this decade. So has company, so has Vertonghen. No. One, two. They've both been in twice. Three. No, this, these are my notes. These are these are the three clear nominees. So three definite nominees <laughs> are Cahill, Vincent <laughs> Company. Let me do my job. And Vertonghen are three. Right, for what? For centre-back of the decade. Cahill, put a case for him, he's in the PFA team of the year three times. I, look, I know people thought he had his wobbles and he's not as sexy as some of the others, but that's consistency. No one would agree with you. I would say that Gary Cahill must be in the team Where's of the Morgan's decade. Where's Morgan's in it? Where's Morgan's in, was in the team of the year. Why? Because Leicester won the league. Yeah, but they defended their way to the league. It's the whole team was... No, my point is, is the whole thing was set up mm. for someone like donkey defenders to, to shine. He had a good season. Though, Hoof and Wes Morgan. All they had to do was nod the ball away. Still Literally. bitter about it then. I am still bitter about it. So, three nominees. I've got company, you know companies. I, I, I cannot yeah. wait till Leicester go down. They're never going down. They'll, they'll, they'll go down for a while. Yeah, they'll go down. Eventually. Rogers will take them down, do you think? Eventually, eventually. <laughs> um, I, I, I fucking despise Leicester. Yeah. Not just what they did, their attitude afterwards. Their attitude afterwards. Yeah. What? They've, they won the league what, a couple of years ago now. Still going on the boat. Yeah. Still going Move on. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Because you'd you'd be you'd be you'd win the you'd win the league and you'd go. Wouldn't that be it? Wouldn't it? You go. That's. You'd be like that. You'd allow yourself that. You'd go. That's great. Just like. Then crack on with the rest of your life. Who do you think you are? What, Leicester fans? Leicester Football Club. Just jealous, me. So, Vincent Company, Vertonghen is a nominee as well. Vertonghen? One of your boys. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think Company's, Company's the one. Okay. For sure. Are we doing both of them? Well, so that, that's three nominees. You're allowed to pick one more nominee because you're allowed five. I would say Company. I would say Vertonghen's got to be in there. Yeah, those are, those are three that are in there. Okay. Give, me, right. what, give me one you're more. You're not having Cahill. You've got to have Cahill's a nominee. Was it three times? It's not, there's no point. No one's going to vote for him. Well, they might do because they'll be reasonable and go, yeah, he was in the team <laughs> three times. He'll, he'll get zero. I bet he doesn't get zero. No, bet you he doesn't get zero. He probably should. Yeah. Um, go on. Polkot, will he get zero? <laughs> um, so you've got Otamendi, you've got Louise, you've got Terry, you've got um, Alderweireld. Alderweireld should probably be in there. Mm. I'm going to go Alderweireld for my nominee. you got one more nominee. Hurry up. Where's Morgan? Where's Morgan? After <laughs> <laughs> all that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, can't takes time. Um, this isn't even a can't take, but it was, a, it was a reply to my tweet. And uh, Emma Bergstrom has said uh, this. I kind of resent the idea that a player's worth is defined by trophies. More so at national at a national level. The whole need to win a World Cup to be the greatest of all time. If you are the best player in the world, you are so regardless of squad achievements. Agree with that? <laughs> I wasn't listening <laughs> at all. I just got an email that just pissed me off. <laughs> I just wasn't listening. This podcast and, is a car crash. And there's only two of us. And I wasn't <laughs> listening to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. 
I, I won't read it again. Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> Do you think that nuance point from Emil Bergstrom... Is that someone's made an effort to contact us? No, it's just it's uh, it was one of the comments in the uh, in the comments last week, and I just thought it was really interesting. We could really chew the bone of that. <laughs> Please read it out again. Uh, I kind of resent the idea that a player's worth is divided by trophies, more so at a national level, and the whole need to win the World Cup to be the greatest of all time. If you are the best player in the world, you are so regardless of squad achievements. Brackets in the mindset of winning the big trophies and so on. Well, the best players get to play with the best teams, don't they? And then they're part of the. the the best unit of players that are more likely to win the leagues. It's only players like Totti who chose loyalty over glory. That, you know, the, the, but they're anomalies. It's like if Harry Kane stays at Tottenham for the rest of his life, he's in, it, it would be, he would do that out of his loyalty to the football club, which is extremely rare. But if he wants to win trophies, he should probably go away somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Is but, Alan Shearer but, still the best Premier League striker? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's he didn't best. win. He won one trophy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's the best striker that the Premier League's ever seen. Probably the best striker that has... One of the best strikers that have ever played in England. Mm. I think you're right to a point because it's a factor. It is a factor because you're, if you're the best in the world, you should be able to get your team to do what you want your team to do, which is win trophies and win things. And so, someone who's got the power to do that, to drag a team to that. We can't. It's well, you've seen sport. it. Nowadays, it's very, very difficult. But for a long time, people said that about Ronaldo. People said that about what, Maradona in 86. Definitely did it. Totally dragged that team. They're not winning that, you know, not uh, winning it without him. Messi's tried to do it, but I think the pressure is, even for him, has been a bit too much. Not one player can drag... I think, I think that's a bit reductive, looking back at 86 and going, Maradona did that on his own. Even the players from their own squad pretty much say that. But the other players had to do their job. True, but true. But how f- it'd be interesting to know how far they would have got without him. It's a massive, no, massive absolutely. difference. No, absolutely. You probably wouldn't have won it. It's a massive thing. But you know, no, did they get through that England game? No. They, they score. A, he scores a worldie in the semi-final against Belgium as well. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right, but. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's a team. Game. But I understand the resentment of it because there are. Do you know what, it does annoy me that there are players playing for teams outside the top six that are are fantastic and they don't get the credit they deserve because they're not a, a bigger team where they'd actually get more opportunities to do whatever. And the better players end up playing better around better. better it seems like an obvious thing, but good players are made better by the incredible players around them. Yeah. There's so, so you, like Maradona would, or, or or Harry Kane, wouldn't be as prolific if he was playing for fucking don't Brentford. <laughs> Brentford, yeah. Jamie at Turkeyfish hashtag can't take Klopp versus Guardiola could easily go down as the biggest rivalry of managers managers ever. The two have been competing in both Germany and now England. Their styles exploit each other's and both show great respect for each other's teams. The league is far stronger, thanks to them. And with the decline of Real, Bayern and Barca, the English sides could be the sides to dominate European football for the upcoming seasons. Liverpool and City could easily turn into the new Real versus Barca. Is that written by a Liverpool fan? He's got Van Dijk as his avatar. Yeah. Right. I don't care then. No, not a can't take, not a can't take. Uh, Joe, uh, 330, really excited to hear your thoughts on this. Chris Wilder, one of the best managers in the country, could easily coach a top six. It's not can't take, first of all. Who? Chris Wilder. Who does he make? He's a manager. Of who? He's a manager. What? I've never heard that name. It's a championship team. 
Who? Never heard that name. Chris so, Wilder. Never heard of him. Who does he manage? Sheffield United. Right. Do you think he'd do that top one? <laughs> what do you want from me, Jim? <laughs> I just wanted to see if you knew anything about it. I've him. never heard of him. Will Fleming. Calm take. Arsenal are only near the top four because we aren't in the Champions League. And people need to chill with the Emery has done an incredible message. Most managers would do the exact same with the attacking options we have. Brackets coming from an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I like him. Like the cut of his shoe, No, look, you can't. One, we were third in the league a couple of weeks ago. That, at this stage of the season, that is about consistency. They've got more points than Arsene Wenger got last season as well. Yeah. So he has done a very good job. And, I Arsene, think. and it's not a better squad. I don't think it's a better yeah, squad. He has, yeah, he has done a good job. Uh, I don't think it's a better squad, but he's bought well with a limited amount of money. You know, g- given they're not in the Champions League, Torreira was a great buy. Guendouzi is one for the future, but he's more than held his own this year. Socrates is much better than I thought he was. Um, he, he's become crucial to him. Still in the Europa League at the time of recording. Yes. Um, so while Incredible. Incredible. Look, he's, he's done a good job. And, and I think, obviously, especially young Arsenal fans, is that they've experienced so much uh, security and so much success. You know, FA Cup wins, you know, league title challenges and a league title back in... When was it? 2004. Is that last time we won the league? So, you know, that, that would have been the beginning of their their um, Arsenal adventure, if you like. And now they're in a period of constant transition like everybody else. Mm. Everybody's really in that situation too. Like Man United, you don't know one season to the next what's going to happen. You know, the only what certainties you could probably p- pin you out on at the moment or the most close to be able to predict their season are Tottenham, City and Liverpool because of the consistency of the manager. Yep. More or less Spurs will finish third or fourth each season. Yeah, bottom line for me. Whereas Arsenal, it's encouraging. It's very it's encouraging. A, yeah, it's a, great, it's a good start Surely. for them. It is a good start for them, especially if they, you know, they finish. If they the get the top four, if they get the top four, that's huge. Massive, Big, yeah. You know, you're talking about sixty million pounds they, they wouldn't otherwise had. If they don't, it's going to be tough for them again next year. Okay, uh, let's know your calm takes in the comments below, and uh, we'll make sure that Flav listens to them <laughs> next well, time. I go, give it a go, don't I? Two-man podcast, isn't it? Just getting annoyed. Yeah. People deals, deals, deals. Do this for us. Do that. Can we mobilise your audience this way? Can we mobilise it that way? That's right, Jim. That's just another day for Flav. Disappointing headlines time. Uh, I'm not going to go into the article itself. I'm just going to read <laughs> the uh, headline. Uh, Drunken Rooney Dwarf lives in Bottle Bank. <laughs> the uh, the article, <laughs> I had it on like a Big Mac, and I was just like reading it. Do you know I was reading it? And I was listening to classical music, like really sad classical music, and it was just the most bizarre thing. <coughs> and then someone came into the office and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah. It was <laughs> but the, article, the <coughs> article is so sad. It's not real. I know, it's not real. Isn't it? And that's why I don't give it the coverage it deserves. Uh, <laughs> coverage it deserves. Everything in the sports is made up, isn't it? It's like satire. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope so. Because he, like, this guy, he put, someone said he looked like Wayne Rooney a little bit, so he put all his money into a, uh, being a Wayne Rooney uh, lookalike, dwarf lookalike. And then the, the, he said, the, what was the phrase that was like, um, the bottle was always nipping at my heels, and he became an alcoholic and now lives in a bottle bank. If it, if it is true, it's not true. I love I love this. The, the strap line is amazing though. Yeah. Six foot inch lookalike pisshead drinks discarded dregs. 
<laughs> do you know what's, hor- what's horrific if it was real, which is not, but if it was real, yeah. is um, the They're guy goes, uh, yeah, I know, it's hilarious. He goes, he didn't want to talk initially, <coughs> but then, it, but it, but a cheek, he wrote, this is written down, yeah. but a cheeky bottle of sherry changed that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> sherry as well. Yeah. Um, but this is a real uh, headline mm. from the mirror. Dad puts up three grand for a hypnotist to cure son of supporting Tottenham Hotspur. The Arsenal mad father posted an online advert looking for help to make boy six switch allegiances. Mm. Um, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this. I think you, I'm expecting you to respect this instead of seeing it as something disappointing. I absolutely respect it. So, and a happy dad. But what, what kind of control have you got over your son, like a six year old, going against the will of his father? Like, what? Do you know what? At six, you probably have enough about you to realise you shouldn't support Arsenal. So, you know, the kids made the better choice. You're saying a six-year-old's a wrong I'm saying he's, no, he's a right one, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. He's got, I ain't supporting that bullshit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Clever. You know, Switched yeah, on. No, f- fully, fully back his uh, father, though. You gotta, he's got to do what he can. Can't have that. Do I, I, I love about it. So, and a happy dad was offered three, has offered three grand to a hypnotist if he make his young son switch from supporting Tottenham to Arsenal. The father who has posted an advert on Bark.com, trying to find someone to look into his eyes and change his allegiance. Um, do I love this? Uh, he, he said, he said he had, I had a bit of bonus at work to fund the treatment. It says that this probably seems a bit over the top, but the situation isn't ideal. <laughs> um, I got a lot of respect for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you. I don't, is it ethical to, to have someone like someone who can control your mind change the way your kid feels? I mean, for, for the right reasons, and this feels right. What is right is what, what's right. I would do. Own. I'd do it. A free grand spare, right, and, yeah, and my oh. kids going, kids on FIFA, and I'm like, what? What is that? He's got Chelsea up there. Mm. First of all, like, change the team, or you're not playing that game. Yeah. Or but if that doesn't ass. work, get out of my house. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get, get out. Put him in the shed for a bit. If you brought your kid up right, then he would support your team. In that, instance, uh, Louis, if that's something you want. Like, Lewis Williams sent that one. Thanks, didn't, mate. Didn't ever. That is a good one. Uh, I, I didn't ever. Um, it, ne- it never crossed my mind to support anyone else other than Spurs. Yeah. I just wanted to be with my dad and my brothers and my mates. Well, and their mates, actually. That's, that's the it problem with this generation, isn't it? Yeah. FIFA. FIFA getting in the way. I think I'll keep my kid away from FIFA. For, for choosing. You're choosing your teams. Because they're not going to like... Of course you're not going to pick QPR and FIFA. Like, they're terrible. I, I, I'm lucky that I... I I'm so lucky that Spurs ended up being all right. Because when, when I started supporting them... I guess when my dad started taking me in the nineties, we were pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, we had one good season, and in two thousands, even worse. <laughs> the highlight: well, some guy, my mate Charlie Marks, he tweeted the other day a video of a three-two win against Sunderland away from home, and Gary Doherty bundled in two goals. We won three-two, and he said, "Be careful how critical you are of this Pochettino side." Because this result was genuinely the highlight of our season. <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at it and I remember it and I'm like, oh my God, I remember being so happy we'd won a game away from home. Like, and, and it just puts things into perspective. It was so bad. <laughs> and how lucky I am. You are so lucky. I am. Because anything could have happened and we've ended up being all right. And you're in now, aren't you? You're yeah. in. You'll never go. Pretty you're much. You're huge. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a big stadium. It's mad that you were, were that shit for such a big club. Yeah, we right. were so shit, mediocre. We nearly went down a couple of times. Yeah, I remember for one season really worried that we were going down. 
So um, Jurgen Klinsmann came out. Yeah, it? and he came back and saved us. Mm. You know, and that shows the kind of size of the club and, and how unfair it is at times when we can pluck a World Cup winner out of thin air to come save us from relegation. True. And other clubs just go down. Like QPR. Uh, very quickly, uh, gloriously homoerotic pitches of the week. Thank you everyone for sending them to me. Because um, what I'm really looking for is to find just the zenith. The best homoerotic picture we can ever find, and then we can move on from this. Okay. So, just to give people a bit of more of a flavour, I've got three pictures of Guardiola and Robin uh, sent in by someone. Sorry, who? Oh, there is Osmalili. Um, and I just want us to point to one at the same time, which one you feel is really striking chord with what we're after here in terms of homoerotic footballing pictures. So, I, I've got what I'm really looking for. And I want to know what you're thinking on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Gone for different ones there. Yeah, I, I, you, go on. So I've gone for the top one where he's, guess, he's just sort of... Tenderly. It, it's ambiguous. That's what I like about it. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, it could be something a bit naughty. Or it could be something very tender as well. I think there's an, it, I like the element of tender. Do you reckon he's, gonna, he's slowly going to slide his, into his... He's just, there and then he gets the look. He gets a look from Ribery and then just goes a little bit further, <laughs> and then, and that's it, and that's it, and it's just well, there's just there, there's playing. an electricity in that one for me. Right. There's an electricity in there. There's a romance. I don't know. Why did you choose that one? Because it looks like he's just entered his ass. Right. See, very different. Mm. Very different. Just I'm more. Yeah, I want a bit of romance. Really. And, and look at Ribery's face. He's like. Uh, yeah, it's quite angry. Yeah, and and like Pep weren't weren't weren't, weren't expecting it. Right, and then, but he's he's all, also orgasmic with it. Yeah, yeah, he's really kind of smashing his clear clear pleasure. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Apparently that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, right, this is this is the moment. Just checking in signs coming in. You don't know about this, do you? No. So Devang Shah, all praise Devang Shah. Is he done what it? a guy? What? He said, oh, oh, he said, Jeremy said, he went, I'll do it in a few weeks at the Emirates. Yeah, he did it even before then. He did it, and I'm slightly worried about this because there's a bit of a curse going around when it comes to Drake. But he made a just checking in sign and took it to the Drake concert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute hero. Could it be bigger? Could it be a bigger sign? I think it could. This I think is it amazing. Could. Um, incredible. Thank uh, you for that, Devang. And yeah. then he went to where is it? Oh, then he went to the Emirates for the Napoli game. Did it again there. Got to get it on can telly. Be, can be, yeah, I want it on telly. I want it on telly. You're, you're literally at the top top tier. You're never going to see them there. Yeah. But can I just just make a point? How much yeah. money is this keeper got? Yeah, what's the Drake season ticket at the Emirates? Can I see Drake? Jack and cheap. That's all right. He's spending on what he enjoys. Uh, just want to know. Just, why did you choose Arsenal? Tell me that. Let's know, Devang. I know why. Comments below. Oh, and just to say, uh, last week, um, I don't know how we got onto it, but I was saying, uh, let us know what's checking in in different languages. So I was thinking this could work well with the just checking in sign. Mm. Do it in your language. Because the more bizarre it is, the more random it is, the better. So um, who is this? There's different people who sent me different ones. Oh, I've forgotten them all. But, oh, shit. <laughs> this is the worst one we've ever done. I know, this is the worst one. Isn't Sorry, it? guys. Um, okay, Shit. <laughs> Load of you, oh, I'm gutted. Load of you sent in different languages, just oh. checking in. If you did, I saw it and I appreciated what, it. Can we not I'm do sorry. it next week? We can do it next week, that's true. Uh, let's get to Flames Advice and get this thing fucking finished because it's been a shit show, apologies. James Allen, uh, last week you said, did you watch to the end? I listened to it when I was driving, so okay, I, I so didn't watch it. You know, James Allen, he's this, he's, um, he's in love with this girl. Yes. Uh, about the skiing. And yes. And we were saying we needed a bit more info. Oh, mate, I was listening to it and I was like, uh, I was... 
I felt really bad for him. So James Allen, he's so he really likes this girl. Mm. She had to go to he's in Australia, but she had to go to Colorado and do some skiing stuff. <laughs> Wasn't with like Olympian, <laughs> yeah. Tri- like she's a really good skier, yeah. And so we were kind of a bit worried about it. He, she's left him on the dreaded red a few times. Yeah. And he's got the formal coming up soon, but yeah. he wants to ask her out properly. Does he ask her out properly? And we were like, we needed more information. Like, when's he, you know, when's she back? Is she back soon? Is she going to be back forever? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. We needed an update, and we've got it. Right, go on. Um, so. But your advice so far at that point was. We were like, mm, uh, well, that's interesting. So we were like, She's going to be. She's going to be having a good time. Her eyes are going to be looking at other things, men or women, depends. But anyway, incognito. This other guy said, "I'll take a risk and be a snob here. I play top level sports and get get paid for it." What does that mean? Wait, it's bloody difficult to combine it with love, with love life. However, don't judge her on being talented. If she's away for her sports, she'll be busy with her sports, focused, not partying with guys. She's an athlete. She's busy. Take your shot. Don't assume. A lot of fairness in that. Mate, absolutely take your shot, but don't expect. So James Allen updated with this. Uh, he said, hi, guys. Sorry for not giving you all the details in the first comment. Don't, honestly, don't apologise. Yeah, don't need to apologise. Um, so here's everything Pleasure. I believe you need to know. She got back to Brisbane, Australia, on Monday night, and she had a blast over there in Colorado. Thankfully, she didn't meet any hunky guys with big quads and six-packs. We only contact over Instagram, and yes, we do follow each other, and she views my stories. Because uh, for all you were saying, like... That was a great idea. Yeah, yeah just make, make it <laughs> look like... your best life. You I'm living my stories. best life. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks to your earlier advice, I've upped my Instagram game. Maybe not to the extent of Big Dog Tanvir. Big Dog! Big Dog! <laughs> next week. Uh, but at least to a much better standard, I've tried to go out and live my best life. <laughs> And uh, it, in fact, has made me feel a bit happier, but not happy to the point that I'm with her, which I guess is the ultimate goal. The formal is on the 29th of April. Right. Very soon. Uh, so there is still a bit of time there before it, and I'm still uncertain as to whether I c- can wait that long. I might see her at s- sometime this week as I'm on holidays, but I'm not sure what her commitments are at this point. Thanks always for the help, lads, and thank you, James, for your support Liverpool and the Crew Call. Every little bit counts. I know, Rory, I've not got a clue how to ski. <laughs> so, she's back. The formal's on the 29th. He's bursting to tell her that he loves her, which I bloody love. Just fucking tell her. I, do you know what I mean? And not only that, tell her, if she turns you down, bring take another bird to the formal. Oh, that'll get her, uh, her back up. She'll see you in another light. Do you know what? That's it, yeah. If you can, if you can find another one. Um, actually, <laughs> can I just not, tell you a terrific story? Right, mate. Right, so I. It's I, not the uh, uh, rodeo, is it? No. I had a, <laughs> no. I had, so I had an on-off girlfriend uh, at, during A levels, right? And then she uh, she ended it with me, and then it was the formal. What the fuck is a formal? So the formal is this like it's like the the like a ball at the end of the year. Like everyone's le- leavers ball. It's like a leavers ball. Didn't I've heard one. of it? No. Right. Anyway, it was happening. I have, I've heard of them, I just never right. had one. Anyway, I was like, I was like, fuck you, right? I'm gonna get out there and, and live my best life myself and make you jealous if possible. Mm. And uh, you've got that freedom, everyone's leaving, aren't they? It's A-levels, everyone's off to start the new adventures. So, um, you know, people are a bit more... Uh, liberal. Greener. Yeah, liberal. Mm. So I did very well that evening. With their mouths? Yeah. <laughs> you did very well. I did very well. Um, what does that mean? 
I pulled three different girls, all really, really pleased with. <laughs> very, very beautiful women. <laughs> when uh, you pull, what does that mean? Um, snogged. All right, not a little nausea on the back. No. <laughs> Would you have done that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so then I thought I'd write I'd one upmanship, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. this girl. She, and so the, the girl that I really liked, she was like, not gutted, she was kind of, she saw what I was doing. Anyway, we all had to get, we we're at this posh place and we had to get a coach back to the, the school to then everyone can leave. Yeah. And then when we get on there, I was, I was a bit drunk and uh, she was like, come sit, she was like, come sit with me, come sit with me. And I was like, no, I'm right. She's like, no, come sit with me. And anyway, like the teachers then just went, look, just sit, like, everyone says, let's sit down. So I had to sit on like the armrest, which was kind of, so it was almost like I was sitting on her knee. It's a bit <laughs> weird, right, in itself, okay? And then... And I think I'm, um, I feel like I'm like doing all right here. And I, I'm like, oh, she's clearly jealous. Like maybe this is working. Yeah. And she's a bit drunk as well. And she then just turns to me and goes, I think I fancy Erwin, who's <laughs> one of my mates. <laughs> I think I fancy Erwin. Was, this, was she just doing this to you? Yeah, she went, I think I fancy Erwin. Uh, I was like, fair play. Fuck off. Fair play. <laughs> So annoying. Well, it is annoying, but you know, you... you Still friends with Owen to this day, great guy. You started the game. James Allen. Um, yeah. If, do you know what? I would go... If, you're, if you've not got any clear understanding that she likes you, I think you've got to wait. I think you've got to wait. <sighs> yeah, look, it, look but the thing is, is it, wait or wait, the answer's the same. The answer's the same whether he waits now or waits in two weeks. So it's about damage limitation. So either, either she will go out with you or she won't. So it doesn't matter when you ask. The only thing that matters is that you'll have to go to the formal uh, and, and be, feel awkward around her. Well, that's a good point. Uh, what's better for you? What are you, are you going to be... It could be amazing. Because you could go, oh, I really like you. Just so, like, just so you know, whatever. Do it in a better way than that. And she'll go, I like you too. And then that formal could be like the greatest thing ever. But if not, you've got the kind of you've got the tension of that formal that could turn into a bit of a disaster for you because you're going to be gutted because you're probably going to put yourself out there on that day. Mm. So it's this tricky predicament. And, and, and plus, like, the, the, if you ask her too close a day, yeah, the closer it is, the more awkward the formal's going to be. So you're better off asking her now than you've got two weeks of getting over it if she says no. Yeah. But if she says yes, you've got two weeks of God knows what you yeah. could be getting up to. Oh. And then the formal. You could do two weeks of little flirting, kissing. How old are they? Yeah, A levels, end of A levels. Oh uh, yeah, so flirting and, and maybe a little bit more. Mm. And then on formal, you do the damn thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Snog. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've changed my Full mind. Full blown sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gift. That is a gift. <laughs> Full blown sex. <laughs> uh, right, I'm gonna go with yeah. Go for it, mate. Go on, son. Just do it. Do it, bro. Like, like, like you'll regret not doing it because I've got a feeling you're you've built this up so much that you'll just never ask her. So just ask her, and if she says no, just go out and live your best life. Because what you said, what he, what what you just said, the most the, the key thing of what you just said was, I've been going out there trying to live my best life, and it's made me feel. I know, and, and <laughs> it's made me feel. It's made me feel bit better. That's positive. That's what you got to hold on to. You can't control the way other people think. You know, unfortunately, or how they feel. 
you just can't. And sometimes you won't get the, the response you want. Yeah. What you can do is control your own life and make it as exciting and I happy agree. as possible. And yes. you know what? The minute you'll meet another girl, if she says no, you'll fall in love again and you'll never think about her. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Revert to action. Go for it. Go If you're on holidays, go out of her. Take See it, what the mood's like. Take her for a fucking... Go for it. Take her for a, a coffee. Yeah. Maybe have a bagel. Get a bagel down here. <laughs> <laughs> right, go for it, James. Let us know. Let us know how you get on. Mm. And uh, and hopefully... Oh, and send us a picture from the formal. Imagine that in a few weeks. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Like, where, where are they? In, in Australia? Yeah, beautiful. Uh, good luck, James. Uh, let us know your Flames Advice questions. We'll answer more next week. Uh, apologies for the podcast this week. Um, been a bad one, isn't it? Is that it? Yeah, see you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.